Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 38, season four of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday throughout the international season. Evening, Richie. Welcome back, first of all. Um, it was another week of internationals, um, bit of a mixed bag with amazing upset from the Kiwi Ferns, followed mm. by a kangaroos win over the Kiwis. How was your weekend? Yeah, weekend was pretty solid. Thanks, Brad. Um, I enjoyed all the footy. There was, yeah, like you say, mixed bag results. Watched the union as well, which, which wasn't nice, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just good to be back with you anyway after a week long hiatus i uh, i was busy working and i'd i know i'd much rather be chatting with you than um than working late but yeah, yeah and um replacing you in the going on leave uh paul is not with us again tonight so um i'll be working on the comments and all that so um we may as well just go into everything we're going to do so we're here wednesdays at 8 p.m you can catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio or spotify um we're going to cover the top stories of the week a review of the third week of the internationals. Stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as questions we've got for each other. Paul also gave us a question early on in the week, which we'll answer as well. Um, and then we'll end the show previewing the final week of internationals. So uh, just remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show. And we may as well jump straight into it, Richie. And see yep. Simon's here with us. Evening, Simon. Hey, Simon. Um, first bit, I thought I'd just put a little bit of... Um, uh, a dump of USA news because you know we're we're going to Vegas um, to kick off the NRL next year. So Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo have done a little bit of a, a USA tour to prepare. Um, they even met the president, and um, Volandis has opened up talks with um, Fox Sport USA regarding a, a broadcast deal for the NRL. Um, and they're also um, there's talks that they're trying to get the likes of The Rock. Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe, and even Tom Brady to help promote the event. I think Jackman and Crowe um, are almost certainties. Crowe's one his team's yep. there for one. Mm. Um, 
Jackman's a, a big. I think he he's a manly fan, isn't he? Um, yes. Yeah. I think, and um, pretty sure he is. Yeah. The the Rock. The Rock would be cool. The Rock would be cool. Um, yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah. I I don't I don't know. I'm I'm biased. I'm not a fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you could get him on board, it could at least help sway some Americans, I guess, to to look. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest thing out of all of that, though, for me is um, if they can get a deal with Fox Sport USA, if they can actually get NRL um, on regular um, TV over there, mm-hmm. that would be um, the right goal. I still have a lot of doubts in this whole venture to America, but uh, what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's easy to have, a, have some doubts, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a Fox Sports deal would be cool. Um, I think just getting it out in front of eyes. Um, I may be a little biased towards the code, but um, it is a lot easier to digest while watching if you're comparing it to um, its cousin, Rugby Union. Um, you know, especially for um, novice eyes like American eyes, but faster, more flow, um, more collisions. So that, that, that would be a big one. But yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure as well. I think I, I kind of think we're going to get a couple of games with half-empty stadiums. Uh, I might be being pessimistic, but yeah, yeah. And um, Simon said he thinks um, NRL going to Las Vegas is a stupid idea. Yeah, I don't mind the idea in theory, but I still think it would be better. I think we talked about it. God, it feels like years ago now that it would be better for internationals. Like take New Zealand versus Australia or take like Tonga or Samoa. Yeah. The American Americans can understand that a bit better than you taking um, you know, three Sydney teams and a Brisbane team. Yeah. And then trying to explain. Um, but it's they're they're sending all the teams apparently. We'll see what happens. Um it's yeah everything i've seen from the nrl they're kind of promoting it as a great you know boys weekend trip to so they're more interested in trying to get australians to leave australia and go to america to watch the game as opposed to trying to fill it with all the all the americans so Mm. um yeah i i don't know i've just seen a lot of games um yeah and jacko's made a good comment he said um they're chasing the american gambling money um, he's not trying to expand league. Yeah, it's all about the gambling, um, which, yeah, we'll, we'll see if that is is what works out for him in the end. Um, but, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about um, probably at the beginning of Season 5 of the standoff when we're, we're getting into the season. There'll probably be a bit more about America. So we'll move on. Um, we talked about it a bit last week when you weren't here, but the, the PNG um, bid. The Brisbane mm. Tigers have apparently offered to join forces with the PNG in a bid to enter the NRL's 18th side. And the North Sydney Bears didn't want to be left out, so they've put their hand up again. Um, they're apparently looking at lodging an application to rejoin the NRL as a Pacific region side. Um, what's your take on... Um, I I don't know if you covered anything with PNG. So um, your thoughts on PNG and Brisbane joining forces with them or the Bears trying to become a Pacifica team? Uh, the Bears would be cool. 
Um, just from a, a from a nostalgic, yeah. Well, I was just going to say from a nostalgic point of view, I'm not sure about it about it being a Pacific region side. Um, I also think a Pacific region side would be cool uh, as as a separate entity, kind of like what Moana Pacific has done in the rugby union, but you know, hopefully with a bit more on field success behind it. Um, I'm sure a lot of the a lot of these NRL players that are super passionate to play for their for their heritage um, would, would like the opportunity to represent a side like that. Um, yeah, and PNG as well. Like they're obviously crazy fans over there. Um, whether or not they can make that work, um, you know, it would be well supported uh, over there though. Um, it's just logistics, I suppose. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I still really don't have an opinion. Um, I can see the good and bad and everything. I don't like the idea of the Bears trying to become a Pacific team. I'd rather, if they make a Pacifica team, it's a Pacifica team. Mm. Um, like with no predated history from an old club. Um, and uh, Christopher said he'd rather NRL go Perth or second team in New Zealand. Yeah, I think... I think if they're they're doing, I think eventually we're going to get to twenty teams. Mm. I think that is going to be the end goal, and I think if they do go with PNG um, as the eighteenth, I think nineteenth and twentieth, it'll be Perth and New Zealand potentially. Um, I I um I actually didn't see that news until I saw you had it written there about the Tigers joining forces with the PNG. So when you say joining forces. To your knowledge, what what does that mean? How how does that work? Um, so they the for PNG the biggest thing is going to be you know um, I think Paul was a bit better at talking about it last week about developing you know you can put a team in but you need a, a pathway and stuff. So I think Brisbane's trying to say they want to help as being a pathway where they can bring. PNG guys in, develop them, bring them up. Mm, okay. um, I'm not sure. They they haven't um, done a lot yet. Um, Christopher um, said he recently heard there's 17, only 17 Pacific Island PNG-born players in the NRL this season. I haven't got the stats. I, I know a lot of them are New Zealand and Australian-born, um, repping their heritage. And um, I did, we talked about it last week, but um, Fonzie um, did a big... Um, podcast about why he thinks it's a good idea. I didn't have time to listen to it before our show, but I listened to it this week and um, he made some good points. I recommend um, since Paul's not here, um, going and listening to that rather than me just stealing everything he said. Um, but he had some good points. He had some points in there I didn't agree with as well. Um, but that's it. I We're you know, two idiots sitting in New Zealand. We have no <laughs> big ideas about PNG. Um, but one thing he did, you mentioned it though, he did mention that the PNG guys, they're not really like us Kiwis or Aussies where, you know, say the PNG team gets in there and they spend a few years getting flogged. Yeah. Their support's not going to drop because of it. Um, it's yeah. not like we were all talking about the Dolphins, you know, if the Dolphins kicked off and they were wooden spooners the first couple of years, they'd be dead in the water. Um, mm. He said that approach, it's... Yeah, I, I just don't know how it's going to work. Um, but I am looking forward to an 18th side just so we don't have a buy every week because it really ruins my uh, 
by NRL Fantasy. So, um, yeah, we're just going to – I'm sure we're going to get some news. I, next next week's going to be our last show for the year, but if they announce um, – if they actually make an official announcement, I'm sure we can – we'll do a special. Yeah. Um, or something. Um, as we normally do, if something big happens, we we jump on and do do a quick one. So, um, yeah, if if they've made a decision before we start back next year, um, we'll jump on and talk about it more. But we'll move on. Um, Michael Maguire is apparently close to leaving his assistant coach role with the Raiders. Um, and apparently by the 5th of November, um, their, New South Wales will announce him as their new coach. Still no word on if the New Zealand Rugby League are happy for him to, to do both. But, um, yeah, I guess doing three jobs is a bit too too much. So I guess that kind of points that the Kiwis want to keep him if he's going to give up the Raiders' job. Yeah, yeah, you'd think so. I mean, the Raiders would be probably the most time-demanding role in terms of week-to-week for an NRL season. So Dealing with yeah. Ricky every week, you know, it's a hard job. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I guess we'll just probably talk about that more next week if that actually comes to fruition. Um, next bit of news was a bit interesting. Um, we talked why you weren't here. We, Mal Meninga was complaining about the eligibility rules um, and how he wanted it changed. It looks like Australia have kind of found another way to um, bypass the rules because they've um, announced a new pay agreement for the kangaroos. So I've got the list here. Um, each kangaroo will get 40 grand per World Cup appearance, 30 grand per origin match, six grand for an all-stars match, three grand for a prime minister's 11 match, um, or 13, I think, sorry, um, three grand per kangaroo match outside of the World Cup, and two grand if you just make the origin squad. Um, so there's no word on pay pay prices for other nations, but I think this is a good way to ensure kangaroo players decide they want to stay and play for kangaroos instead of going to Samoa, Tonga, and whatnot, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You uh, just wonder whether it'll be at the detriment of um, Samoa and Tonga, um, people who were so passionate about ripping their heritage might all of a sudden be more passionate about some of those match fees. Um, but yeah. that's what it is. I, I mean, the Australia are in a position to do that, aren't they? They are. Um, and, yeah, this was a thing... I don't want to get all conspiracy theory, but this was a thing a lot of the people against the RLP, RLPA were saying. You remember when that battle was going on, mm. saying that the RLPA were working on making a real sweet deal for kangaroo um, like increases, but they weren't looking at the other nations. And um, mm. the RLPA said, no, that wasn't true. But they haven't released anything about how much you get to play for the Kiwi, Samoa, Tonga. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but yeah, it's interesting. It's a, it's an interesting tactic. Um, before I move on, um, Jacko said Maguire can't be origin coach and Kiwi coach. It just doesn't gel. He'll be trying to get players for New South Wales at New Zealand's expense. Yeah. That's something I mentioned when we discussed it last time, how I felt it was a conflict of interest for some of those young up and comers that could play for the Kiwis, but may have been in Australia for long enough to represent New South Wales and, you know, how are you going to make that decision? 
But I also said, um, Jacko, that it's like a one-year deal when I think they're having Maguire for a year and then going to try to get Bellamy when Bellamy mm. hangs up um, the whistle with the storm. So it might not even come to that because we we might not get um, any internationals by the next time he's by the time he's finished his origin coach. Um, yeah, I don't know. But um, next bit, um, there was some noise coming out of Australia that the Warriors are close to getting to host the twenty twenty four Anzac match against Storm Richie. Yeah, um, it shouldn't be something that we go. That's amazing um, because no. you know, every year it should switch. But it would be a great get. Um, it's something the fans on the side of the Tasman have been screaming for forever mm. um, to actually get that traditional game at home um, for once. So it'll be fantastic. Um, yeah, it would be amazing. That uh, they, they have not even cons- like for years. Uh, They've not even sort of even spoken about it as a thing. You know, it's just always been by default somewhere that uh, a fixture that's played in Melbourne. And I think maybe looking at what we've done this year with our match day experience, um, taking it to another level is def- and the crowds we're getting definitely added a bit of weight to our argument. And I think it would be amazing, mate. It's it certainly... Um, it's felt like for a long time now the chips have been stacked against us in that fixture and, and you know, finally we can get a bit of uh, home ground advantage and, and a, a pro Warriors crowd to hopefully break the drought we're on <laughs> in that fixture. Um, yeah, um, I think that's the key thing. Um, when in a lot, You talk to a lot of them um, across the Tasman when they talk about that Anzac Day. They talk about the, the spectacle that Melbourne put on and like how great it looks, but then you see, like you said, what the Warriors have done with their game day experience um, this season. Um, they've been making that type of atmosphere for all their games. Yeah. So it, it seems like a dead rubber um, for me. And um, Jacko, before I move on, Keith um, talked about, um, it, but Jacko just said if Maguire wins the Origin series, he'll be sacked for Bellyache. Really? He ain't winning the Origin series anyway, Jacko. Um, so. <laughs> It's a mute point. New South Wales aren't winning it. Um, and then uh, Keith Whitelock's here. Um, he said the fact we didn't get it last year is pathetic. Yeah, I feel if there Agreed. was any time, any time to give the Warriors the Anzac Day game, it was their first official year back. Um, but it is what it is. You know, um, the, the NRL didn't really care that much until they see that it's, you know, the Warriors are having sellouts and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, if we get it, it'll be great. Um, love to have that as one of the games I get to go to. So um, we'll be thoroughly looking forward to it if they actually officially announce it. I haven't actually got no clue when the 2024 draw gets announced. Um, it shouldn't be that far away, right? It's usually like end of November. Or yeah, middle. Some, something it's like not that. that far away. Mm. Um, I'm sure there'll probably be a special show on that, maybe. But we'll move on. Um, Ben Hampton from the Cowboys has officially retired and has become a fireman. Um, any thoughts on Hampton before I move on? Um, thought he, he was a a decent um, decent slogger. Yeah, definitely a battler, and um, yeah, that's a good noble profession to to retire into as well. So um, good on him, and yeah, and wish him all the best. Yeah, you know, Keith said um, draws probably this month. Yes, sometime in November. And Jacko, Jacko doubts we'll get the Anzac uh, match, but hopes. 
positive thinking, Jacko. Positive thinking, mate. Um, and then uh, it wouldn't be a show if I don't talk about my favorite team. But um, the Dragons, mate, they're apparently appearing to um, offer a mammoth four-year deal worth around $1.2 million to Joseph Manu to get him to come to the club. I don't see it happening, uh, to be honest, when, you know, the Warriors tried a big mammoth deal to get him to come here, and he said no to that and said he wanted to stick with the Roosters. If he's not going to come home, I don't see him going to the Dragons. Um, he doesn't have a relationship with Flanagan either, so there's not even that side of it. Um, do you think he, he would go to a club that has their captain not wanting to be there and um, I, I would think he, he would likely be wanting to stay. I, I get the feeling he feels at home in Bondi, in Roosters' colours, but if the offer's big enough and maybe there is another point of difference that might entice him, like maybe a promise to play fullback, which could be a very real chance, um, you would, you'd never say never, I suppose. Yeah. Never say never. I'd hate to see it. But, um, yeah, if they manage it, it would be a massive signing if they can manage it. Um, Tedesco, I guess it's all waiting on when Tedesco decides to finally give it up um, and let Joseph end up being the fullback at the Roosters if if it looks like that's further down the line. Um, yeah, who knows? But, um, mm. yeah, time will tell. Um, next one is a bit interesting. Um, Ivan Cleary has warned clubs about signing Jerome Luai on a massive deal, questioning if he's ready to be a chief playmaker. A genuine question, I believe, but do you think it's also a sneaky way of trying to get clubs to back off so he can keep them at a cheaper rate? For sure, but it's also interesting he'd come out and flat out say that. Um, it, you know he backs Jerome, but... Um, hearing your coach say that uh, maybe that might make him really think about leaving. <laughs> it's maybe coach doesn't back me as much as I thought he, as I thought he does, but I think it, it's not too bad. Cause he's saying like, it's about being the chief playmaker. He's not saying anything about his talent, but he clearly isn't the playmaker at Penrith. He, he's got, um, you know, Nathan there, but, that is the question we've all been asking, like when we heard the rumours about going to the dogs and all that. It's like, can he be a, a seven that he can lead a team? He doesn't need to be at, at the Panthers, that's for sure. Um, I think we saw at the World Cup, he, he can do a pretty decent job. Um, yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't say he he couldn't do it, whether he could do it for a whole NRL season. I don't know. It depends on the squad that he might end up in as well. I mean, he doesn't need to be that at Penrith. I mean, everyone does their role. It's a, it's a team thing. And, of course, they've got the best playmaker in the game as well, which helps a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, time will tell. I think uh, Cleary, I love the guy, but he can be sneaky with some other stuff. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's it's not a bad way because I know I think they said they were looking at giving Luai a pay cut as well. Yeah. So, um yeah, if you can get some of those big table offers off the table, um, it makes it a bit more likely. So, I mean, I would I would think hard about taking a pay cut if I were Jerome. Um, it's still going to be decent enough money. You're likely going to be in a premiership contending team. 
for the next few years. Let's be fair. I mean, they don't look like they're dropping off anytime soon. Um, and he's still going to get those nice New South Wales uh, match little payments, pay little pay bumps to bump up his, his earnings, but provided he still gets selected. Um, but, yeah, I don't – you could do worse, put it that way. You could do worse than take a wee pay cut and potentially win a couple more titles. Yeah, it all just depends on what he wants. He hasn't officially said much. You know, he's already won, you know, a whole stack of grand finals. It could be more about the personal challenge. Um, I think I've used that for Warriors about, you know, you can be successful, but then would you want to go to a team that hasn't quite hit it yet and be the guy that gets them across the line? Like, that could be something you tell people you're trying to get to the Warriors that you could be in the first ever team, Warriors team to win a grand final. You could be part of that. But it, that could be a story they use with Jerome going, you could be the guy that everyone um, says fixes this team that's struggling. And that mm. could be a challenge he wants, or he might go, I could just do the same thing I've been doing for most of my career and, um, you know, keep getting those grand finals. That uh, Keith's made a good point. He said, Luai will always be seen as number two as long as he plays beside Cleary. And we, we, we talk a lot about, Luai and his his attitude at time. I think that would be a bugbear for him. Personally, he wants to be the the guy. I think that was a big part of him going to Samoa as well, um, instead of going to the Kangaroos. Um, he could be that guy, so that could be a big playing factor in his decision as well. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know. It, it's it's always hard to say. Um, Simon's also come in and commented and said Roosters and St George game on Anzac Day. And to accommodate TV3 to free to air broadcast, um, won't do it at 6 p.m. Um, yeah, I guess I don't even know when Anzac Day is, like what day of the week it is next year. Um, I haven't checked. Um, I'm going to do that now because that's what I do. It's a Thursday, it's a Thursday next year. That's not bad. Um, I don't. It's not too bad, mm. um, but yeah, we're just going to have to wait and see. We're, we'll know for sure, I assume, um, in a couple of weeks. Um, but then last bit of news before we go into signings, mate. Um, Andrew McFadden um, confirmed to Nathan Lynn from Newsport ZB that the Warriors are still trying to get another experience forward for 2024. Um, it's the it's what we've all been wanting to hear. It's what they, they sorely need. Um, he, he, he kept his cards close to his chest, though. There was no rumours of which player um one of them we're about to talk about that i wanted is signed with a new club so it's not going to be him um but yeah uh, i i was going to compile a list of potentials for you to, to pick richie but i just didn't have time off the top of your head is there any experience forward you think the worries could get early not off the top of my head i don't have a list of off contracts in front of me but would love a prop, obviously. Um, it has to be a prop. Yeah, if we're getting a second role, what's the point of letting Josh Curran go? Um, yeah. yeah, prop would be great. And as long as it's not Aaron Woods, um, yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd be okay with. I'd be okay with a, a decent prop that's not Aaron Woods. Fair point. Fair point. Um, but yeah, I've got no clue either. Um, I was. I said. Um, Twal, Kepi, yeah. and one of the Safidi brothers, if the Knights did want to let them go. Twal's Anyone like that? Signs. 
anyone like that would be uh, great. Yeah, Kepi's already signed a new deal now, and the Knights have basically said they want to keep the Safidi brothers. So yeah. my three options are all apparently gone. Mm. Um, yeah, Jacko said no to Woodsy. Um, Keith actually said the rumours Joe Vuna from the Titans. Uh, he used to be with the Warriors many moons ago. Um, yeah. yeah, I think he. That's not too bad. He, he's a big forward, um, low low money, um, another big body, which is what they need. Because um, you're not going to get like a, you know, a, a Payne Haas type guy, are you? No, you're not going to get a marquee. But I think one thing that this year's proven is that uh, Web, Webby doesn't necessarily need a marquee person to get the best out of them. Um, so you know, as long as it's someone that's that's good hard worker and, and not not lazy. Um, yeah, I'm sure we can work with it. Yeah, and Jacko's asked if there's any decent props in Super League on the market. Um, I haven't seen any, like, big props there that have, like, really highlighted that oh, we should try to get them to come down to NRL. I'm sure there's a couple, but in the games that I've watched, I haven't seen enough to say that's a guy the Warriors should be trying to get um, mm. out of there. Um so, yeah, not off the top of my head, Jacko. Um, but we'll move on to signings. I'm just going to rattle them all off, Matt, and then get it. your thoughts in a go. Um, so Knights have extended Phoenix Crossland until the end of 2026. Um, Bulldogs have confirmed that they've signed Josh Curran on a two-year deal. Um, Rabbitohs have signed Sean Kepi from the Sea Eagles on a three-year deal. Adam Clune has signed with the Uddersfield Giants on a three-year deal. Um, announced today the Warriors have re-signed Dallin Wittenis-Lesniak. Um, mm. Until the end of 2025. Um, Knights have signed uh, Thomas Jenkins from the Panthers on a two-year deal. Lachlan Croker's extended with the Seagulls until 2026. And then mm. the Raiders have signed uh, Wigan Warrior Morgan Smithies until the end of 2026. Um, that was probably the only, Jacko, probably the only forward from Super League I would have looked at. But he's not a front rower. Um, but we, I think we talked about him last week or the week before that there was a lot of rumours about him coming to the Raiders, but yeah, officially a done deal. Your over three thoughts on all those signings, mate? Uh, I'll just go with the obvious ones. Curran, yeah, we knew it was happening. Uh, personally, devastated. Uh, was definitely a, a fan favourite and, and a favourite of mine. Uh, but I also, at the same time, I understand. Um, Phoenix Crossland's great. That's great reward for the season he had with with the knights he he was outstanding and kippy yeah that's for the rabbitos they they i think they hit the skids a bit with with injuries and it certainly struggled with their middles so i think that's a nice little pickup too and uh clune is the type of guy that probably go to super league and and probably carve it up <laughs> to, get, to be fair get that uh, superman superman um award that man of steel award yeah man of steel that's it yeah um yeah uh before we move on side story um she's probably not watching hopefully i don't want to get in trouble again um but i got when i made my little post about current officially leaving i got a message from the missus mate um very unhappy with me because she apparently decided that she liked current and was one of her favorites yeah and she wanted to get a photo with him at a game this year and there was a big crowd and i was like nah bugger that there's too many people let's just go you'll get one next time 
and um, she sent me a a very uh, rude message saying that that was her only chance, and I, I ruined it for her, and I was dead to her. Oh, so um, no. we'll add, for the viewers at home, we'll add that to the list of times I've uh, um, pissed off my missus on the show. You'll just uh, have to Photoshop Karen's head on a photo of you two. Yeah, I guess so. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, she's happy Roger's coming back. She loves Roger. So Yeah. Um, and yeah, before I go on to the injuries, Jacko said Kepi's a good signing, was hoping would make a big play for him. Yeah, I really wanted him when the, there was that um, that news about Seagulls not wanting him. Um, and Jacko said, ain't a romantic. Yeah, I'm not I'm not the best at that. Um, but <laughs> this is it. I love my league. What can I say? Um, that's where my romance goes. Um, so injuries. Uh, Justin Holland's really the only big one, mate. Um, he has got a, a knee injury he hasn't been able to get over. Um, he missed last week, and they've confirmed he's not going to make um, the final this week either. Um, a bit of a blow for him with, you know, it's murky waters with, you know, people wanting, not really wanting him at the storm and, and what have you. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's not really the best when you're trying to get um, – a potential new contract at a new club when the storm don't want you anymore if you've got a bun knee. So um, hopefully mm. for him, it comes right in the off season so he can kind of hit the ground running next year and um, line up a, a new a new gig somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Not the best for PNG too. Uh, they struggled on the weekend, so yeah. yeah, we'll get into that very shortly. Um, mm. Naughty, naughty boy and girl corner. Nothing really. There was a few fines, um, but. Nothing of note to really discuss, so we may as well jump into the the games. Not that many of them this uh, this week, but we'll kick off with um, the first game on Saturday. The Kiwi Ferns defeating the Jillaroos twelve six, mate. Oh yeah, great game, great game, very very enjoyable. Um, was only the three tries in the game, two to the Kiwi Ferns, uh, Millie Halfonga and Leanne Tof- the Tofonga, and Jamie Chapman for the Jillaroos. Yeah, um, another clunky start for the Kiwi Ferns, I thought, but they stuck to their guns and kept plugging away. Um, some great solo efforts um, helped them get the chances they needed um, for a monumental win and hopefully the start of a competitive international women's game. Um, your thoughts on the on the Kiwi Ferns? I thought, apart from the early try they conceded, I was really impressed with their defence. Um, I think the Jillaroos had plenty of opportunities, but... Time and time again, uh, the Kiwi Ferns goal line defence turned them away, and I feel like that that resolve and defence was the cornerstone of our win. Yeah, and your thoughts on the Jillaroos? Uh, before you say it, Jacko just said Jillaroos, not good losers, great stuff. Oh, to you love fair, to see it. I don't think anyone in that Jillaroos team's experience a loss on the international stage. Mm. Um, but yeah, your thoughts on the Jillaroos? I felt like their execution wasn't where it usually is. Um, but you have to credit the tenacity of, of the Kiwi Ferns defence as well uh, when it comes to that. Um, I don't think they could they, they got Tamika Upton into the game as much as they would have liked. And, and some of their other key playmakers, uh, Ali Brigginshaw, didn't really have a night to remember. I think they had plenty of chances. But um, it's only come away with one try. It's very much unlike them. Yeah, I think it would have been a different story if Millie was playing. But um... 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. She wasn't. So that's that's very biased of you to say, Brad. It's very biased. But yeah, it was just too many errors from the Jillaroos. Um and they had um, an extreme lack of discipline, which is a bit unlike them. I think when they realized they were actually in for a tight tussle, they didn't really handle that pressure. Um, as I said, it, it's been a long time. I think I heard a stat before the game that it's been like 18, seven, between 17 and 19 um, international games in a row that they've won. Yeah. So it's been a long time because they play, you know, two or three a year. Um, if that, um, the World Cup kind of helped them out. So yeah. um, it's been a hell of a run for them and a loss was bound to happen sooner rather than later. And I... Yeah, just very happy it was the the Kiwi Ferns that got to do it. Um, thought they thoroughly deserved it. Um, but, yeah, I think we picked the same player for our player yep. that stood out. Um, we went with Uppy Nichols, right? You went with Uppy as well? Oh, yeah. She was she was in everything, I, I thought. Um, saving tries, uh, setting up tries. Probably should have had a try, but it ended up being disallowed. But, um, yeah, super dangerous on those out the back plays she just she had a night to remember she was doing, she was in everything especially for one of the the old timers of the team um you know she's been around a while um mm. been a battler but yeah thoroughly impressive performance from her um unfortunately that that confidence i got out of that game didn't last very long in the next one um which was the kangaroos defeating the kiwis 36 18 yeah, um, six tries to three here for the Kangaroos. Uh, Valentine Holmes, Lindsay Collins with two. I'm starting to hate that guy. It's um, Kangaroos and Queenslander. Um, yeah, Dylan Edwards, Ben Hunt, Cam Murray uh, for the Kiwis. Uh, Brighton Nakora, Renato Mulitalo, and Faamanu Brown. Yeah, uh, Kangaroos, they just get the pressure on and um, they play too fast, which is weird because if you look at the stats, the Kiwis had the quicker play the ball, um, but it didn't feel that way when watching the game. Um, but they played great positive footy. Um, Kiwis just found it too hard to handle. They got a lot of strike weapons in their squad, but they won the battle up front um, and that allowed them to dominate the match. Um, very much in the driver's seat to take the championship out this weekend, especially when you add in the fact that that, front row wasn't their top tier front row mm. yeah similar similar thoughts for me brad um 
I think the Kangaroos showed the depth we always we know that they always have. Resting their two best middles, still able to start Jerbo and Debu Flegler in the middle, and and still have ascendancy in that area. It's pretty impressive. Uh, and with that platform, they're just able to score regularly and and always keep us out of reach. But they never really looked in danger of losing. I thought. Yeah, and uh, your thoughts on the Kiwis? Uh, definitely an off night, especially when you consider what we did the, the week before. Um, I feel like we didn't handle the pressure that the Kangaroos applied overly well. Uh, Munster in particular, forcing a few errors out of Jerome Hughes. Uh, yeah, definitely plenty of work-ons for, for us if, if we were to reverse the result uh, this coming week. Yeah, no, Jacko said the Kiwis looked flat. Too much hucker, not enough footy. Um, yeah, they just, for me, they just couldn't stay in the battle. Um, the front row rotation that I praised last week went really quiet this week, with the exception of Fisher-Harris. Um, without that forward momentum, the backs struggled to get themselves on the contest. Um, a massive wake-up call after that big win over Samoa. Mm. Um, but a few tweaks, um, they could get um, the more important win in the final, you know. I don't think it's it's out of reach for them, um, but yeah, mm. they they need. A, hopefully, it was the wake up call they needed. Is all I can really say. Um, yeah. I think for the second game in a row, though, we picked the same player to stand out. Um, I'll let you say the name of the great man himself, but Lindsay um, Lindsay Collins, man. I yeah, yeah. like I was alluded to. I'm starting to hate the guy, but he's he's showing showing this year how much of a big game player he can be. He just seems to sniff out tries and key moments and big games um he's he's, he's got a, typical, a knack for it typical lazy prop just sitting there on the corners begging for the ball anytime it looks like there's a wide it's, open space it's definitely more than that though i mean you look at the effort yeah. he puts in on defense as well he's he's just oh, immense yeah. when it looks like the bigger the occasion the better he gets um yeah he's been fantastic this year um yeah so yeah i i went with him too i just couldn't you know, he got the two tries, of course, but yeah, everything else that he he was doing on the field, he does everything that you ask from him, which is what mm. you need. Um, Jacko, oh, Keith said, um, NZ got thrashed in the two, 2008 World Cup opener and then won the final. Yeah, that's um, right. It's like they need that loss to get in the top gear. Yeah, um, and I think being um, in Waikato, you know, being back home um, mm-hmm. will help. Um, it's yeah, it's a very winnable match. I, I'm not going into it. I'm maybe not as confident as I was going into the first one, um, but I've still got some confidence they can get the job done. So, um, mm. yeah, time will tell. And uh, before we move on, I just want to um, thank you for not being there last week and making me say all the try scorers because that was a nightmare <laughs> for everyone that had to watch me um, butcher so many different languages um, last week. Um, <laughs> And yeah, Jacko said no reason we can't beat Aussie if we play to our potential. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Agreed. Um, next game was um, probably the the big surprise, um, not maybe the result, but the scoreline. Uh, Fiji Bati beating the PNG Kumuls 43-16. Yeah, um, bear with me. I just somehow lost the list. Here we go. So it was seven tries to three. Um, Lot, lot more high scoring in favour of Fiji than I thought it would be, but um, uh, Kurt Donohoe, Tui Kamikamita, uh, Mike Sivo, two, Caleb Navale, uh, Jason, the, the deb- debutante. I can't for life of me get that name. Um, don't know how to pronounce it. Sorry, my friend. 
but that was a cracking try nonetheless. Um, and three tries for the Kumuls, Alex Johnson, Benji Cott, Epel Kapanias. Horrible at these names, Brad. So there you go, my turn. Yeah, and I, I see um, Ruse here. Um, Ruse here as well, Eden Rue. And uh, yeah, before I start, Jack, I said not a great advert for the NRL PNG team. I'm going to get nah. into that when I talk about PNG. But Fiji first. It was a strong performance from Fiji. Um, I, like many, didn't give them much of a chance here. I did say last week they could get an upset. Um, but Fiji obviously didn't get that memo. Made more errors than PNG in this match. But when the ball stuck, they just tore them the shreds. Lots of dangerous runners in the side, as we always expect from Fiji. Um, but, yeah, if they can reduce those errors a bit while keeping up their attacking threats, the championship's theirs for the taking um, for the specific bowl. But your thoughts on the D? I thought the buddy were definitely better for the run last week. And in this game, I feel like they played the way I thought they would the week before. Um, the squad definitely has some weapons, uh, particularly in the backs. There's, uh, there's, there's flair all over the place. And um, it's good to see they took their lessons from, from the scare that the Cook Islands gave them the week before and um, turned in a really strong performance. Yeah, and your thoughts on PNG? Very, very much under par from the from the Kumuls. I was expecting an exciting but close match in this one, but all of the excitement seemed to be coming from one team in it, and it wasn't the Kumuls, unfortunately, for them. Yeah, PNG, they looked shell-shocked um, right from the start. They were ill-disciplined, um, and they just squandered a lot of the opportunities they had. A rude awakening for PNG, I think. Um, I said last week on the show that this bowl tournament is set up to make PNG look good. So there's, it's all based in PNG. It's PNG versus Fiji and Cook Islands, who are two teams they should deal to when they're, you know, they have more international experience, you can say, um, than those other teams. Um, and I think, personally, they didn't take Fiji serious enough. And if they don't wake up, they're going to whimper out of this um, final um, this weekend. Hmm. Um, I, this is the first one we've differed on our players. So who'd you go with your with your player to stand out? Uh, I went Mike Acevo, a couple of tries. Uh, can't remember exactly how many, but over 200 running metres. And I think he may have picked up man of the match as well. He, I thought he had a good one. I went with Brandon Wakeham. Um, he, he woke up and decided to be at half for the first time in his career. Um, <laughs> he actually looked really good. Um, he was... You know, good with the boot, you know, got a field goal as well um, and had a bit more. He, he was a, pretty good at directing them around, which we don't really talk about with him in the NRL. But um, he stepped up, so I had to give it to him. Mm. Um, and yeah, Simon said from his understanding, the bowl competition will be the same format, but in Fiji next year. Yeah, I think that is how they're going to do it. Um, I understand not making them go to other countries, but... I feel for this bowl environment, the home team, it's kind of set up for you to take it out. Um, so, yeah. Which PNG still may do. Um, we may be talking about them winning it. Um, but, yeah. Now, last game, um, England defeated Tonga 14-4. Still can't watch it live. I did see an ad um, on Facebook that there was some place doing a, like, pay-per-view for it in New Zealand. But, um I didn't justify the cost they were they were asking to to watch it. So I got to see highlights. Um, so what I'll say from the highlights, mate, um, 
it looked almost carbon copy from the first game. Tonga's discipline let them down, and England made the most of their opportunities. Um, you got anything you want to add? No, couldn't watch it. So um, I'll run with your um, highlights formed opinion. Yeah. Um, and the plus for us is biased New Zealand Warriors fans, Adam Fanua Blake's still healthy, which is the goal. Um, so that was all the round, not that many. Um, so we'll go into questions. We basically ask answered everyone's questions as we go, which is generally what we end up doing every week. But um, we've got questions for each other and Paul's. We'll go with Paul's um, question to us. Uh, Jacko, he just wanted to comment on that game, saying that uh, the Poms look better coached than Tonga. Yeah, and um, Simon said... Um, it's to do with the former rugby league junior Steve Moser. He buys the broadcasting rate of the rugby league matches. And he said Tonga was so ill disciplined, all forwards, no direction, like a V8 with no steering wheel. Yeah, same old Tonga. Which, yeah. Same old Tonga. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Paul's question for us, mate. Um, he said, should Australia play as New South Wales and Queensland in international footy, carry the origin hype over, and also maybe encourage the NRL to get behind international rugby? Australia have enough players for two international quality sides. So immediately you you hear a rugby union guy asking questions. Mate. Like, yeah, absolutely. That's, it's definitely out of the box. Um, that's we, like saying from now on, mate, the, the All Blacks aren't allowed to play rugby internationals. It's North Island and South Island. It's like throwing it back to the Super League, the days of Super League when the Kiwis um, competed against Queensland and New South Wales. Um yeah, no, I. I that don't see. I don't see anyone in. If it's separate to state of origin, which it would have to be, because there's no way um, Australia would would. Uh, you know, they wouldn't want it to change anything to do with state of origin. Um, but even still, no. there's no. There's no. Um, legacy and and sort of heritage behind. Um, those those two states playing against international teams, whereas, albeit one-sided, at least the Kiwis and Kangaroos have a rivalry that goes back years, and likewise probably Kangaroos and, and England slash Great Britain. Um, yeah, I, I don't see... I think it's a double-edged sword. I don't see it helping International Rugby League if Queensland go out and beat the Kiwis, let's say it doesn't make international rugby look good because it makes mm. them look weak. But then on the same side, if the state of origin teams go and get hammered by international teams, it doesn't make origin look like the the thing it's meant to be, which is, you know, yeah. the be or Ned end all. So I feel like it doesn't really help either. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy with them. I just want them to give us more international footy. Um, and that's, that's, you're only going to get a better, um, quality if more of those teams get to play. Um, we talked about it a bit last week, mate, when you weren't here with me and Paul about the women's game, about the fact that there weren't, you know, Tonga got one game. Um, mm. We got Australia New Zealand twice. Um, but like if they had done a bit more with the international game for the women, you know, that could actually help grow that. But um, we got a few comments in there. Um, Keith um, said no to Paul, definitely not. Um, Simon said Tonga was not good in the second match. Um, and they'll be they were not um, that much better in the first. And the crowd attendance at Uddersfield was really bad. They put on an international match for Super League um, that has the lowest fan attendance. Mm. Uh, 
yeah it didn't look from what i could see the crowd didn't look that great and um then simon also said it should be the spring box split into two teams now yeah but i don't know how to split it it was easier just say new zealand because there's two islands um and then yeah um christopher said um are new zealand closer to england or australia um personally i think they're closer to australia i think if we were playing england i think the kiwis would pants them um personally i mean seeing especially seeing how close it is like tonga aren't playing well and they're not getting wiped off the park um i i think new zealand would would do that to england um but yeah that's extremely biased as a kiwi um and then yeah simon said remember it was the kiwis who introduced rugby league to the southern hemisphere and then christopher said there was an argument a few years ago england should do a three test tour for queensland new south wales then australia I could see that in like your Lions tour type approach, how like the Lions come down and they play like the Wallabies, but they play yeah. some like club teams during the week. I think it could be like that where you you maybe have like um, the guys that aren't playing top side get to play in origin. And I don't know if they would want to do it if you did top side versus the top side New South Wales, top side Queensland and top side Australia, because I think those players would just be ragged out. I, I don't know. Mm. it could be an idea for a good yeah mid midweek test type scenario maybe unless they played played against maybe like the top four nrl teams as part of the tour Uh, they might be without some of their stars obviously if they were to play australia in that tour but we just gotta try to get them to actually want to play internationals first before we start doing pipe dreams yeah. Um, and um, I, it's next year, right? They're doing the Ashes one where it's England and Australia. Which is cool. I'm glad they're bringing that back. It's... Yeah. Which, yeah, I assume makes the Pacific Cups go. I, I think we did talk about, I think it's going to be New Zealand, um, Samoa, and Tonga, right? Yeah. Um, Tonga, Tonga replaces Australia in that scenario. Um, yeah, not sure. But um, your question for me, Matt. Um. I just wanted to ask you how you've enjoyed the format of the Pacific International so far. Do you like the format? Would you do anything differently that might get more buy-in and engagement from the fans and rugby league public? Um, I've enjoyed it, um, but I love the international, so I love watching them. I think the only thing, if I could change it, is make it four, four teams instead of three. It yeah. feel like having one game a week... Um, just feels like I know the reasons behind it because they had the Pacific Bowl as well. Yeah. And if you if you just put PNG in the Pacific Cup, we'd most likely see one team getting smashed every week. Mm. But um, I feel like you need four. Um, Simon's kind of said um, that he would have four teams in the Pacific Championship. I think four as well. And um, he said he heard different information that Samoa going to England. He keeps hearing different stories every week. It may be, I, I think I, I saw the press release that they wanted to start the Ashes, but maybe the Ashes of the year after. Um, mm. I'm not sure. It changes. Um, we'll, we'll know more close to the time. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah, four teams. Um, ideally, if Tonga weren't in England, it would have been New Zealand, Australia, Samoa and Tonga um, playing, like in the four nations that we used to do. But that's what I would do. Four nations. Um yeah, I would enjoy that. I liked how they used to do it, if you remember, mate, where they had yeah. 
this year in the southern hemisphere the next year in the northern hemisphere and it would be mm. it was australia new zealand england and like samoa or tonga or yep. whoever it was and then in the year that it's in the southern hemisphere in the northern hemisphere the northern hemisphere teams have a tournament and the mm. winner of that goes into that but i guess you could argue that we had back in those days australia new zealand england were really the only teams in town mm. um so you yeah i don't know but just four teams in the pacific cup should be the way to go um what about you yeah funny funnily enough i was without even knowing what you were going to say i had something similar more teams uh, so you can get at least a couple games a week i was thinking four as well or even even making it six include um i know they're not part of the pacific but you might rebrand what it's called add england and maybe fiji and you could go six but four seems like a sweet number and then you can keep the the bowl sort of thing going which you know is probably good for those teams to get more tests as well and help develop that next tier yeah yeah i think for it's because then it doesn't make it too long it's just an extra game as such and then you don't have like having like the kiwis that first round having the the week off Mm. you kind of like lose that's where you lose some fan buy-in where they've kind of they're not into it anymore i'm not sure mm. um simon said he liked the full nations in 05 where the kiwis beat australia 24 nil oh yeah so good. um jacko said 2014 the four nations final in wellington was great sj on fire yeah there's oh, some yeah. great memories from those four nations um, sj in that game just blitzing greg inglis on the outside so yeah. good so good yeah um so my question to you mate um i can actually take a name off this list now but it's November 1st. We didn't even talk about it in the news. Um, teams can talk to players coming off contracts um, now. So um, they Brad. Are you frozen or is it me frozen? Am I back? Is it you or me? I didn't know. I if... think it was, it's me almost around. It was like the same time last week. I think there's someone oh. at this complex playing with the internet. <laughs> um, sorry. So yeah. Warriors, they have Rocco Berry, Jackson Ford, yep. Toby Harris, Sean mm. Johnson, Freddie Lussick, Luke Metcalf, Jazz Tavanga, Tane Tuapiki, um, mm. and DWZ, which is no longer valid. Um, yep. Harrison SJ are pretty likely, I think, to hang up the boots at the end of 2024. Um, who would you be trying to extend sooner rather than later out of the rest? Obviously, yeah, Dallin's first one. Dallin's yeah. Um, okay, so how many do you want me to name? Um, you don't have to name that many, <laughs> but okay, who's your top two? Your top two priorities out of that list? <sighs> oh. Am I including Tohu Harris and Sean Johnson? Because if they go well this year and are wanting to go around again, I, instead of them hanging up the boots, I want to offer them a bit more. Um, Rocco Berry, I'm, well, I'm like Jacko. I, I thought he showed great progress this year, and I think I don't know which way they're going to go, whether they're going to go Roger Tuivasa-Shek, Rocco Berry, or Roger and Pompey. But I'd be going Rocco and... RTS, 
and just going all in on the development of Rocco, keep 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 him and and sort of develop that that combination he's already struck up on that right hand edge. Love the look of that. Uh, Luke Metcalf probably. Um, yeah, I, I want to put some stock in him. Yeah, I'm still undecided on that number six role. Um, we saw good things from from Tamari Martin at the start of the year, and then post injury, not as much. And uh, we saw Luke do a lot of good, also show a bit of an experience. But I think he just needs more time. Yeah, more time in the saddle, and and I think he'll just keep getting better. Um, but you know, I could rattle off a number of those other names as well, and, and want to keep them. But that's just that's my Warriors coloured glasses I wear. Yeah. So yeah, for me, Tohu and Sean, I think you can play luxury with that. You don't have to worry yeah. about them sooner rather than later. It'll yeah. be exactly like Sean this year, where you can mm. kind of wait till the end of the year because you're not risked. You're not going to be risking losing him to another team. It's basically yeah. going to be I'm going to stay with the Warriors or I'm going to retire. So I think you, yeah, if they want to play again, they play again. Simple as that. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Barry and Metcalf for me. Um, Ford's probably up there too because yeah, I expect him, Ford. with letting Curran go, you're not going to let Ford sign elsewhere. No. So I assume Ford's probably already got an offer on the table that hasn't been signed yet. Um, mm. Pure speculation on my part. But yeah. And yeah, Barry, um, Barry's keeping that that center spot warm for Ali anyway. But um, yeah. That's a pretty big presumption. Until Ali comes in and becomes our best ever center, um, (laughs) Barry can take it. Um, But yeah, those would be the top two. Um, Ideally, odds are you can't keep them all. I think we might lose some. Yeah. Um, If I'm looking, maybe Freddie Lusick, I think maybe a guy that they lose potentially. Mm. Um, Jazz could be another guy. I was going to ask you, uh, would you want to? I mean, I don't think Jazz is the type of guy that's going to want to leave the club. I think he he bleeds Warriors colours. Um, I think, and I think, I think staying. I think clubs need somebody like that. Um, yeah, you know, he's, he's going to have he's going to have sparse game time. We know he's more of a bench player, but um, he covers a lot of holes as well. And he, and you know. You're going to get a lot of pride in the jersey and honest effort from him whenever he pulls the jersey on. Yeah, I'm not saying I want to see him go. Mm. I'm just seeing like if if someone has to go and they're they're weighing up. But yeah, I think you can get him for a decent price. Mm. Um, that he he won't want to leave. Um, and yeah, what he adds to the the team um, with his aggression and all that. I think it's invaluable. So, yeah, I want to keep him. I'm just trying to be devil's advocate and go, well, someone's – they've got to lose someone. They, they can't keep everybody. Yeah. Um, who do they lose? It could be a guy like Tane to a picky. Where, yeah. Um, as much as I want to see him stay, he might be, you know, get a tap on the shoulder from another club going, you're stuck behind Chance. They've said you're second string, but if – Chance goes injured. Do you think they're going to put Roger back there instead of you? Maybe. Of course they will. Um, I don't think they will. I think they'll stick. Really? I think Webster will stick with what he said. He said it was Chance and Tane as his fullbacks. Mm. Um, I, he hasn't come across as a liar to me yet, so I'll, I'll take his word on it. But 
you know, that's an angle a team could go to a guy like Tane and just be the devil's advocate and say, you know, you're now third string there, mate. You know, um, you could come here and be top dog. Um, that could be a thing that happens. Um, and yet Keith said, imagine our depth in a few years with Harold Matt's SG ball juicy flag New South Wales Cup. Yeah, that's the idea. I, yeah, that's the idea. Um, we want to be in a situation where you can see a guy like Tane and go, oh, it would, we want to keep him, but if push comes to shove, we've got Barry Humphreys, who's been killing it. Um, and <laughs> Beyond said, stick to props badly, the back talk to Richie. Um, well, we don't have a lot of props at the moment. That's the problem. We need one in. Um, but, yeah, most of the guys that can be front rowers for the club in the lower grades are already locked up. So, um yeah, anything else you want to add? Nothing? No, no, no. That's all good. So we may as well get into the internationals. So um, we got the final in FMG Stadium. Um, I'll see if I can bring this up. I can't zoom in because Paul hasn't taught me how to do it yet. But um, I'll name the Kiwis, mate. Um, yep. So exact same squad as last week. Um, Chans at fullback, uh, Ronaldo Molotalo and Jermaine Sako on the wings. Uh, Matt Tomoko, Joey Manu in the centres. Halves are Dylan Brown, Jerome Hughes. Front rows, the captain, James Fisher-Harris, Kieran Foran and Moses Nota. Second row, Isaiah Papali'i and Brighton Nakora. And then lock is Joseph Tapani. On the interchange, we've got Fire Amu Brown, Nelson Asofa Solomona, Griffin Neem and Leo Thompson. Now, uh, another guy I'd like to steal, Leo Thompson. Bring him to the Warriors. I know oh, yes. Signed with Newcastle again, but get homesick and come home. Oh, absolutely. It doesn't mean and, I've got uh, to. Um, yeah, and the Kangaroos, man. Kangaroos, fullback and skipper, James Tedesco. Uh, the wings, Dylan Edwards, Valentine Holmes. Centres, uh, Hamaso, Tabuai Fado, Tony Staggs. Halves pairing, Cam Munster, Daly Cherry Evans. Uh, props, Payne Haas, Tino Fasu, Malawi return. Uh, hooker has been Hunt. The edgeback roles, Cam Murray, Liam Knight. Um, Liam Knight, Brad, you wrote down? Liam, Liam Martin. Martin? Liam Martin, sorry. That's my bad. Yeah, sorry. I, I had a Ron Burgundy moment there and just read what <laughs> Brad wrote down. <laughs> Liam Martin. Uh, lock is Isaiah Yo. Interchange, Harry Grant, Lindsay Collins, Pat Carrigan, Ruben Cotter. That's a hell of a bench. And that's Australia. Yeah. Apologies for the Liam Knight thing. I was quickly doing this at work when my boss wasn't looking. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, decent teams. Again, um, Kiwis, I like that they've stuck with the same team through the whole thing to try to build some cohesion. Um, kangaroos kind of get that luxury with Origin to kind of have pairings that play together a bit more. Um, mm. Should be a cracker of a game. I'm going to go with the Kiwis to win this still. Being biased, I think. That mighty, mighty Waikato crowd's going to get them home. Yeah. Wow. It's tough to bet against Australia. Um, team, yes. team looks menacing. Uh, you know they're going to get a great platform out of that pack. Um, yeah, I'll go Kiwis as well. Just show true home country bias. It's, it's our turn know. at home. We're not keeping uh, track of the tips, so it doesn't matter, mate. We we can. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, yeah, I'm going to back the boys in there and be biased. Why not? 
Yeah, and then the other two games, um, we have the Pacific Bowl final um, on Sunday, which is Fiji versus PNG. So um, two games in a row where they get the repeats um, back-to-back. Uh, Simon said his heart says Kiwis, but unfortunately his brain says kangaroos. So there you go, yeah. lock it in. Simon, the gurus, uh, probably picked the winner there already. Um, and then we've got the last game between England and Tonga. So um, only three games to review next week, um, which isn't too bad. Who's your uh, who's your tips for those other two? I'm going to go Fiji, England. Yeah, Fiji, England for me. Um, I would like to see Tonga get yeah. a win on this tour, but I feel like it's just going to be the same again, um, unfortunately. Yeah. But, yeah, and I think Fiji um, are just too strong. They've got too much strike power. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's it there. Um, also, we talked about it a few weeks ago um, that we were joining Ron Hammer for a show – going over our predictions um it was delayed and but it's been delayed until tomorrow so 9 p.m new zealand time tomorrow we are on with ruin hammer going over our preseason predictions i assume we haven't really spoken to them much about it yet assume we're going to be discussing the new merch um and just having a general chat about warriors probably dellen's re-signing if there's any other signing announcements before the show um so join us on their youtube channel tomorrow night at 9 p.m new zealand time um, anything else you want to add, Richie, before we go? I'm not really, mate. Really good to be back um, chatting with you guys and well done on the, the getting behind the wheel again while Paul's, Paul's not here. <laughs> yeah, uh, doing my best. So, um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, and for your weekly update on Rugby League, tune in to our show next week, which will be, I think, our last one. I think we discussed before. Um, the show, the last one for the year. Um, oh, we've got Simon jumping in with his, his news. Um, I'll go with Jack if he said, you really want to go with predictions, could be painful. There's some crackers. Come and watch. There's some cracker one that we got completely wrong. Um, I'm looking forward to Rue explaining his, son, uh, his Sean Johnson prediction. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and Simon said... Um, with the Super League news at the release of the grading system where seven clubs got a A grade, that means they're, um, yeah, we'll talk about that probably um, uh, a little bit in depth later on. They've done a new system where there's like seven teams that can never be relegated, um, regardless how good or bad, how that's going to work, I don't know. We know my thoughts on relegation, but, yeah, we'll probably take a bite out of that next week. Um, Keith also said, thoughts on Thohu never turning out for the Kiwis? Yeah, I think he... He kind of I'm retired. Yeah, I, I'm fine with him. He he he's held together by um, bandages at the moment. I think throwing internationals on him as well mm. um, would anything that can prolong his Warriors career. I'm good with um, with him. Yep. But yeah, um, yeah. So next week's probably our, our season finale, unless anything big happens. So um, tune in next week at eight pm here on Facebook or at your convenience on Heart Radio. Um, just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. And uh, cheers for joining me again, Richie, and good night, everyone. Cheers.